It's amazing that all these things can take place over the course of just one. Welcome to worship today. It's good to see you all and to have you here as we join together in our worship of our Lord. Uh, Several announcements to share with you. If you uh, just got here, you missed the uh, hygiene kit assembly out in the courtyard and the people helping people assembly. Um, 200 bags were prepared for each one of those projects. Um, Special thank you to Thrivent Financial, who sponsored uh, both of them. This coming Tuesday, we have a seminar on earthquake preparedness. Uh, This is put on by our own Emanuel Lutheran Church Trust Fund. It begins at 7 o'clock over in the Fellowship Hall. We do have uh, several handfuls of neighbors who have expressed interest in attending. Uh, So I, I invite you to be part of this as well. Uh, not only to learn more about earthquake preparedness, but to uh, be hospitable to our neighbors. Uh, This Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Next Sunday, we have our youth recognition luncheon uh, starting at noon. Uh, There is a sign-up sheet. I believe it's still in the entryway. If it's not there, it's out in front of the church. Please plan to join us uh, next week for that to support our youth. Uh, If you'd like to bring something for our potluck is what it's... uh, sort of turning out to be. Uh, You can sign up to do that this morning. If uh, you want to just show up and participate and and, uh, support the youth, you can do that as well. So please uh, sign up and plan to join us next week. Please look at the announcement page that you were handed when you walked into church today. The announcement page includes other information like our ILC scholarship uh, application deadline, which is next Sunday. An appeal for the Altar Guild. Uh, Volunteer drivers needed in Saratoga. Village House. And our congregational meeting, which will take place two weeks from today. This morning, uh, we welcomed uh, Landon Vincent Inarda in Holy Baptism. Uh, Landon and his extended family were part of that uh, celebration this morning. Two other announcements to share with you. One is if you look up in the tree, uh, our Easter goose is no longer there. Uh, There is quite a story that I will not take the time to tell you uh, all of it this morning, but on Wednesday, Mama Goose and Papa Goose came down out of the tree, and there you see them on the lawn, up up on the wall there, uh, with uh, six goslings uh, behind them. Is, Is that the only picture? And there they are. Uh, coming out after them. So it was, uh, it was quite the ordeal Wednesday. I heard Papa Goose up on top of the roof honking like crazy. As I was setting up for Bible study in the fellowship hall, I came out, and then uh, we watched all the goslings jump off the tree and plop on the ground and get up and walk away. Uh, there were seven up in the tree. You see six up there. One of them we had to give to the animal people to take it and mend it, and hopefully it it is in good care. So um, with that, some of you know we had a contest several weeks ago uh, to guess the date that the goslings would appear. So today is the day, because they came last Wednesday for the first time. And uh, I I gave some some of the prize out to the first service, Someone there, uh, Bill Flint, had actually guessed that the 22nd of April was going to be the day, 
that the goose appeared. And Karina Bick, you are the one from the service. So here you go. These are all mini eggs. Oh, they were walking in front of Karina's house, too. You got a picture. Uh, I saw them on Thursday down by Harriman there, where you guys are. Um, some woman trying to shoo them to the side of the road <laughs> to keep them safe. Uh, there's another, there's a whole bunch of more of that story that I'll share with you uh, later if you're interested. And the last thing, Jack, thank you. Uh, next Sunday, we are going to have one service at 10 o'clock. It's the fifth Sunday of the month. Uh, on the fifth Sunday, we, we combine our two services, have sort of a blended service. So 10 o'clock next Sunday, one service. If you come at 1045, you're going to be singing our closing songs. <laughs> okay, so please plan to join us at 10 uh, for a special Sunday uh, as we come together as a congregation. We'll send that out via email as a reminder this week to you as well. Those are the announcements uh, for today. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's uh, stand and join together in our call to worship from Isaiah 12. The prophet Isaiah says, Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. O Lord our God, we come together with song this day because great is the Holy One in our midst. We welcome your presence. We recognize your presence. We thank you for your presence. And now as we join together in our worship, we pray that you would be glorified by our worship this morning and by our commitment to be your servants in your world to further your kingdom work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today is the day that the Lord has made. And let's join together in song.
may be seated. I invite the children to come forward for the children's message. Come on down to the front of the church. Well, good morning, everyone. Good to see you. The last song that we just sang, did you like that? Kind of got you moving a little bit, yeah? Um, we are going to go down to the river in our children's sermon this morning because one of the lessons that we're going to read today that I think Shelley is going to read for us uh, from the book of Acts chapter 16 is that they're going down to the river to pray. And I actually got to go to this place that they're talking about in the Bible in this town called Philippi. And in this town of Philippi, there is a river that comes uh, through it. And there's a little chapel that is built uh, not too far from that river to remind people who go there of what took place in the Bible uh, at that time. But when we go down to the river, even in that song we just sang, uh, we talked about being washed in the water, right? Uh, the water from the river washes us. And when we go down to the river to pray, in our prayers, we pray to God. Yeah. And God washes us. God cleans us. God forgives us for our sin. Just like the, the waters from the river, God cleans us. And then we rise up in amazing grace. We rise up hearing the word from God that he loves us, that he cares for us. That's what God can do also in our prayers. Uh, God can forgive our sins, and God also tells us how much he loves us, and he sends us on our way. But just like that river that comes down to us, if we go down to the river, it keeps going, doesn't it? It keeps going downstream to bless other people in the world with that same thing, to wash them and to remind them of God's great love. That's part of our work as we are servants of God. Part of our work is to tell others of God's wonderful love, God's wonderful forgiveness that, that he brings to us in our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's have a prayer together as we thank God for those things. Dear God, thank you for washing me clean and reminding me of your amazing love and grace. Help me to bless others like you have blessed me. Amen. Thanks for coming up, you guys. <clears throat> we will continue with the confession and forgiveness. I invite you to stand as you're able. Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Lord, we come before you today recognizing our own forgiveness. We confess that we have been enticed by false words and have been led by them into selfish materialism and empty humanism. We confess that we have believed the words of those who have told us that we can change ourselves from within. We confess that we have believed the words of those who promise salvation 
through other gods. Forgive, we pray, the sins of our fallen condition. We examine our hearts before God. And now today our God comes to us with his wonderful word. It is a word that proclaims forgiveness for all sinners. This word shouts freedom for captives and new life for those who were dead. This word brings hope to the defenseless and eternal life to those who trust in it. This word comes to life for each of us in the person of Jesus, whose death assures us that we are forgiven and whose resurrection assures us of new life. Praise God for his life-giving word. Amen. And you may be seated as we continue with our worship. In secret.
today that we want to come to know him more. Even as uh, Mikey switched keys on us into a new key right in the middle of that song. I think we can even go higher on that one. It's a new thing that uh, we are getting today from our Lord. So let us all be open to this. Our next song is a new one, Just As I Am. It starts in shackles and chains, which uh, we will find in our scripture for today as well. Sing as you catch on. Jesus, you will be 
Continue with the prayer of the day. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, by the humiliation of your Son, you lifted up this fallen world, rescuing us from the hopelessness of death. Grant your people a share in the joys that are eternal. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We continue with the reading of God's Word for today. Our lector is Shelley Sarkeesian. Good morning. Our first reading from God's Word is from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16, beginning at verse 16. The reading begins on page 1160 of the Red Bibles. In this passage, we follow the Apostle Paul and Silas on their missionary journey. Wherever they go, they proclaim God's word, and lives are changed. In the passage, we find that the power was not found in persecution, but in proclamation. Acts 16, 16 through 34. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted Paul and the rest of us. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of God, the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them to the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in an attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. After midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison, prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He brought, then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in the house, in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. Here ends the first, here ends the first reading for today. Our next reading is from Revelations to St. John, chapter 22, beginning at verse 12. The reading begins on page 1,304 of the Red Bibles. In the last passage of the Bible, the Apostle John records the words of Jesus, which John had received in a vision. Here we read of the promise of Christ's reappearing. Revelations 22, 12 through 14. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they, might that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Here ends our second reading. Thank you, Shelley. I invite you to stand for our gospel today. The Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. This is a portion of the high priestly prayer. These are the words of our Lord. Jesus prays, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Well, dearly beloved of God, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, our life stories are made up of some intentional choices that we make, uh, both the big decisions and the small ones. Our life stories are also made up of those people who come into our lives from the outside, sometimes unannounced sometimes unwelcome. Our life stories are a mixture of those things, our intentional choices, our initiative, and our responses to the events that take place around us. We make our plans, and life happens with them and sometimes outside of them. Let us pray. O oh Lord God, we rejoice at the blessing you have given to each one of us in this gift called life. We pray that you would help us to be active participants in it, to make good decisions, and that you would help us also to be faithful responders to those things which happen to us in our lives. 
We pray now that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight this day as we have gathered here in this place to hear your word. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, so it was for Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16 today. They had made their plans, they had charted their course, and in other respects, things happened to them that they were not expecting and had to make those adjustments, just like we have to do in our lives. There are many surprises we find in the text before us today. Uh, One of the surprises comes actually before we get to Acts chapter 16 in the verses that we have uh, in our reading for today. Paul and his companions are in a city called Troas when Paul has a vision. And in that vision, Paul sees a man from Macedonia beckoning him, calling him, come over here to help us. After the vision ends, Paul is convinced that this is God's doing. This is God's call. So Paul takes with him his friend Silas and Timothy and Luke, who is the author of the book of Acts, and perhaps others Uh, in addition to that group, they get on a ship and they make their way to Macedonia. They come to a town called Philippi, which is where our first reading takes place in Scripture for today. They had charted their course to bring them there. And then on this particular day where our reading began, they decided they would go to a place of prayer, down by the riverside as we sang together. They are on their way to this place of prayer when they are confronted with this young slave girl. This young slave girl, the Bible tells us, had a spirit within her. Uh, It is a spirit that pestered her, a spirit that plagued her, a spirit that possessed her. And the spirit allowed her or gave her the ability to predict the future. She was a fortune teller. And through that, this slave girl was able to give money to her owners. Now, I wonder how many of us secretly this morning wish just for a little while to have that spirit within us, that we can wisely, you know, play the stock market just for a couple of days, you know? Just give me those lotto numbers just one time, and then that spirit can leave me. Okay, but it wasn't, wasn't so nice, wasn't so easy. So for whatever purpose, this young slave girl was able to bring money to her masters. And if we take a step back and see what is actually happening in this text, we have nothing less than human trafficking which is taking place. As this woman is being used by those who are using her only because of what she can bring to them financially. This young slave girl is following after Paul and Silas. Day after day, she's shouting out after them, these men are servants of the Most High God. That's how she identifies them. These men are showing you the way that you can be saved. That's how she sums up their mission. Day after day, she's following them, shouting out after them, until finally, 
Paul had had enough. You wonder if this slave girl had become so entrapped in her own way of life that she had sort of settled into her role, even taking some comfort in it, that she saw these servants of the Most High God as bringing salvation to someone else, but not to her. Paul, annoyed with her behavior and her persistent pestering, her prolonged plaguing, in the name of Jesus tells the spirit to leave. And the scripture says that it left immediately, like it was blown out of her, finding a different home. And as this spirit left her, so the ability to earn money for her masters left her. And then, of course, Paul and Silas are brought before the magistrates by the owners of this slave girl. They accuse Paul and Silas of being Jews as they identify themselves as Romans. And they accuse Paul and Silas of throwing the city into an uproar, of causing a disruption, of unlawful activity. And of course, they're hurling their accusations upon Paul and Silas, these servants of the Most High God, because they have messed with their slave girl, taken away their filthy lucre and their confident expectation of future financial gain. Now, the uproar that the apostles caused, this holy disruption, should there not be more of that in God's servants today out in the world? Is there too little uproar, too little holy disruption resulting in activity of the servants of the Lord today? Have the servants of the Lord become complacent, innocuous, lukewarm? Have they lost their zeal? Good questions, I think, for us to ask ourselves today. The magistrate's initial response is to quickly still this growing fervor in this growing crowd. They have Paul and Silas stripped, beaten, flogged, and imprisoned. And it might remind you of Jesus as he went through his trial under Pontius Pilate. And so to the prison cell they go. And the jailer, taking his job seriously, carries out his duties. He puts these two servants of the Most High God into the inner cell, and he fastens their feet into stocks. And then comes another surprise. It's midnight, and what are these two servants of the Most High God doing? When all good prisoners should be sleeping, these two are still up, causing another holy disruption. They're singing when they should be sleeping. They're praying when they should be passed out. And others, others in the prison are listening. What were they thinking when they were awakened from their sleep, when they came to their senses from their altered states, and when they identified this strange, surprising sound coming from 
the inner cell of the prison. When they identified the sound as prayer and song, what did the witness of Paul and Silas communicate to their fellow prison inmates? And notice here well that Paul and Silas do not wait for their rescue to rejoice. They rejoice before God before their rescue happens. They rejoice because what has already happened to Paul and Silas is that Jesus has freed them from their imprisonment. Jesus has freed them from their slavery. And so they are able to rejoice even while in prison physically. As a result of their songs and prayers, there is a mighty, powerful earthquake that shakes the foundations of the prison house and opens the prison doors and looses the prisoners' chains. The jailer awakes. He sees what has happened. He's about to take his own life before others do so as he sees all of his prisoners loose. Paul stops them. He says, another surprise, we are all still here. God does not release these prisoners to to be dismissed from the price they had to pay for the deeds they had done. They were there in prison for a reason after all, and God would not rescue them from paying the price. Paul says we are all still here. Don't do this to yourself. Salvation happens in many different ways in this passage. The slave girl is now set free, we presume. The spirit no longer possessing her. Her owners no longer having any need for her. She's set free to find her life, her true life elsewhere. Paul and Silas have experienced that salvation by Jesus even before they went into the prison cell. And they would experience salvation as they are released from prison in the verses that follow our text for today. The jailer and his family also experience salvation as they come to know a power greater than Rome. And so what about for us? What does this word have to say to us today? What does this word do to us today? How can Jesus set you free? Are there things that are imprisoning you today? Holding you? Keeping you back from being all you can be for Jesus and for those in your life who need you? God can grant you salvation even in the midst. For if God will not calm the storm around you, God will calm his child in the midst of it. He has power to do that for you today when you call upon him. Now, I know that we are busy people, uh, perhaps busier than we have ever been in this world, or at least it feels that way. But we have all this technology, don't we? And this technology has promised us that it would make our lives easier, right? It would simplify our lives, give us more time to do those things that are most important to us. But have the tools of technology 
imprisoned you. Do you own a cell phone? Or does a cell phone own you? Has it set you free to roam? Or has it tied you down and placed your feet in stocks in an inner prison cell? The prayer that opens prison doors is a prayer of joy and thanksgiving in the midst of suffering and affliction. Don't wait for your situation to change before you rejoice. Rejoicing can sometimes come first, and then the salvation will come. In the midst of the situation, or sometimes God will even surprise you by changing the situation, bringing you out of it into a new open space, as God does for Paul and Silas. And one of those stories of those in the prison cell who were awakened on that midnight as Paul and Silas were singing their their hymns and praying their prayers, how did their lives change? Well, their stories, I think, will be part of our heavenly experience, at which time we will hear those as until now untold stories, those stories of great salvation, stories of great salvation that open prison doors out there and in here. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus Christ, you have all power in heaven and on earth. To you is given all authority. And so we thank you that even in the midst of suffering and affliction, we know that you give us, bring us salvation, that you can open our prison doors, that you can give us your spirit, a spirit of joy, of rejoicing in your presence. Help us, O Lord, not wait until the rescue happens to rejoice before you. In Jesus' name, amen.
mercies have me singing hallelujah. Thank you to the worship team for leading us in the song. Thank you, Rick Jernberg, for adding a verse to that. And uh, let's uh, stand as we continue by confessing our faith. We confess our faith together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, we thank you for your mercy, for your grace, which moves us to song which moves us to rejoice. Help us, O Lord, not wait until the rescue happens before we rejoice before you. 
for the salvation that we have received in Jesus has already taken place. We thank you for that good news in our lives today. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, on this 47th year of our country's celebration of Earth Day, we thank you for the blessing you have given to us in this land. We pray that you would help us to be good stewards of all that you have entrusted into our care, that we would be mindful that we are not the owners of this planet, but that you are, and that we would treat this planet well for future generations. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for your help, O Lord, in our efforts to pursue our church's mission and to proclaim your good news. We also pray for missionaries in faraway places, for the Stone family and their ministry in Turkey, for the Pixleys in Croatia, the Wicks in Cartagena, the Shalhubs in the Middle East and North Africa, that their work would be successful and build your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. And, O Lord, our God, we thank you that you look with favor upon all of your children. You know all of our needs. We pray that you would open up our eyes to see your work in our lives. And we pray this morning for Blake Gray, for Wendy Ramirez, for Rob Heiler, and for Mark Gaetano. We thank you for your work in their lives. Lord, in your mercy. It is into your hands, O Lord, that we commend all for whom we pray. With these spoken prayers and the silent prayers of our hearts, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. We continue with our offering. Gracious God, teach us to be generous with the abundant gifts you've entrusted to our care, that we might be rich in serving you. Accept these offerings as our response to your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now here in this place, we remember that in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. 
He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. We join together in singing our Lord's Prayer. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. beloved of God, this is the Lord's table. Jesus is the host of this meal, and he welcomes all to participate. I invite you to come uh, to receive the sacrament this morning. You will receive a wafer, and may dip that into the wine or the grape juice which follows to receive both elements at the same time. Please be welcomed to the Lord's table. So oh. 
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bless you and keep you in his grace now and forever. Amen. Please stand for the close of our service. I want to remind you of one service next Sunday, starting at 10 o'clock. Please come back and join us and bring someone with you when you come. Now receive the blessing for the journey. Now may the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. The Lord be with you all. Thank you. We close with amazing grace. Come on.